Amen. Good morning. So thankful to be back with you again today, whether it's our 10-year celebration or whether it's uh, 11 or 12 or 13. I'm just happy and thankful to be here with you, to be able to open the Word, to be able to speak um, the message that God has for all of us, hopefully with truth and clarity today. Um, We look a lot different than we did 10 years ago, especially the leadership. Some of us have a little more gray. Some of us have less hair. Some of us have more hair. Um, And all of us have gained a few pounds. But uh, we are, and I'm not going to speak on leadership wives or anything like that or or the rest of you. I'll just leave that up to your own imagination. But um, we are here. And it may be difficult for you to see because if you've been here for a while, because over time we've lost people and we've gained people. But I have no doubt in my mind that God, ha- God has Vintage Church right where he wants Vintage Church to be. And um, I think you're beautiful. And I am so thankful for what God is doing through our church, what God has done and what God is doing in you. Uh, And I look forward to, Lord willing, if the Lord tarries and if he gives us life, I look forward to many, many more years of service. Let's pray before we begin begin this morning. Father God, uh, Lord, on a day like today, on a day like any other day, Lord, we just thank you for being so good and so kind to us. Lord, in spite of ourselves, you have seen fit to preserve this church, to preserve our friendships, Lord, to preserve us in you. We're so thankful that we know that Vintage Church exists solely because of the work of Jesus Christ, solely because of the Father's sovereignty through us and the Spirit's indwelling of us. We pray that you would keep us. Lord, for 10, 20, 30, 100, Lord, till you return. We pray, as Blake prayed earlier, that the legacy of Vintage Church will be a gospel legacy. That it will, be not a, that it will not be about Blake and Bryce and Stephen or any of its partners, Lord, but the legacy of Vintage Church will be that of one that shares and exemplifies the gospel of Jesus Christ. Would you help us to be people of the book, to not only know it, but to live it and to teach it? We pray that you would teach us from your word this morning, help it to run true in our lives, to ring true in our lives, and that others may see its effect on us. We pray and ask these things in the name of Jesus and for his sake, amen. Today we'll look at 2 Corinthians 5, verses 16 through 21. Blake already spilled the beans on why we were doing that. I uh, asked Blake and Stephen, I was like, what, we're going to do a special sermon this week. What do you think, um, what do you think we should do this week? And Blake, I don't remember what he sent, but it was, it was good. It would have worked. But Stephen sent me a picture of his Bible and in it, it said, uh, 2, 2, 3, 13. Vintage first sermon. 
And it was this verse, and I was like, that's it. That's what we have to do this morning. Uh, luckily for me, uh, there is no video record of this service that I'm aware of. There might be some audio, but if there is, I'm not going to let you know, because that would be a true test of whether I've gotten better as a pastor to preach this sermon twice over a 10-year span, and then you can tell me uh, what you think. Uh, I probably will not release the tapes, though, So, uh, and it might be. It was 10 years ago. It might actually be tapes, so... Uh, I'm just kidding. So uh, I looked back. I did look back to find at least my manuscript of this sermon, and evidently that was many computers and iPads ago. It may be on that iMac, Stephen. Uh, so I didn't find it. Uh, so I would like to give you fair warning that every all the content that you received today is not recycled content. So hopefully that's encouraging to you to pay attention. Um, while the verses that we're going to read today do not directly speak to a lasting heritage, it doesn't give us those words in uh, our verses today, I believe that the, 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 man, the, the prescription here that Paul is giving us in 2 Corinthians is how we as believers and subsequently how we as the church can have a lasting heritage Unto the Lord. I think that is what God uh, through us has created with Vintage Church. I am so thankful for the last 10 years with you guys. In, this is sort of like when you, I'm happy, I'm not sad, but when you lose a loved one and you don't cry leading up to the funeral and then at the funeral you like let it all go. I haven't been, like everyone's talking about how emotional they've been. Like I haven't been emotional. I've been like, this is great, whatever. But hopefully I can contain myself right now. Uh, nope. <laughs> Over the last 10 years I've seen so much growth and maturity. But also you have helped me in that time grow and mature as your pastor. You have been patient with me. You have shepherded me as much as I have you. And you have walked alongside of me as we have walked together in the faith. For those who are at our first service, I can still picture it in my head. From the brown and tan shag carpet that Anna and I had to the couches that we bought at Goodwill for $125. Amen for goodwill. I think about the nervous anticipation of the unknown. And there was a lot of unknown. If you've been through foundation classes, you know the story of the beginning of Vintage Church. Everybody was sort of like, we're with you, Bryce. But it was sort of like, we're with you until basically we see if the wheels fall off of this thing. So, I'm just kidding. I remember my fear of transitioning from, a, from teaching youth just a few months before to teaching adults with real problems and real issues. I remember thinking, I, I know that I can preach, but, but can I pastor? I'm not trying to compose myself. I just know I'm not about to be able to. I think about the weight that I felt as I saw babies and toddlers. 
and the weight that I still feel. To raise their parents up so that they can raise these children up to fear and love the Lord. That weight has never left me. think about the faithfulness of my, of my wife. To support a man who at the time who had not had a check in over five months. <laughs> the faith she must have had to have a house and a baby and me with no job basically. And all of that uncertainty I think about Stephen and Blake, how dumb they must have been to stay with me. (laughs) To stay with us. At the beginning of Vintage Church, I was thinking about today. What we would look like in 10 years. Never imagined having a 10-year-old in the audience staring back at me or looking down at paper right now, but like many things, the story has not turned out exactly like I thought it would. Um, There are things that I thought we might have done by now, and there are things that we have done that I never thought we would do in a good way. There are people that we've lost over time and people that we've gained I will say this and not spitefully, but over time, every time we've lost someone, God has brought us someone that has filled that hole uh, immensely and much better. I mean, not, that's not the right wording, but you get the point I'm trying to make. I did try to picture myself as your pastor, and in those images, I was always a little thinner, maybe a little more muscular. As I look at this crowd of longtime vintage partners and those who have come to us over time, I cannot imagine a more wonderful story. Whether you're here for the first service or you came seven months later or just within the last few years, you are as much a part of the heritage of Vintage Church as anyone. And in many ways, the work has just begun. So like we did on that first ser- uh, service, I want to read you 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. And I want to give you a really quick charge and really quick by my standards and by any standards probably because we've got a lot ahead in this service. So I want to give you a really quick charge from 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21 on creating and keeping a heritage under the Lord. Would you read with me these words today? From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself 
not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. I wish I had remembered how I preached this text 10 years ago. What words did I say to a new and young church? I would like to think if I didn't do it this way that I, I would like to think that I preached it this way or similarly to how I would preach it today. But chances are, since my preaching has gotten better over time, I probably did not handle it as well. Um, I guess I guess I should say since I hope my preaching has gotten better over time. I want to speak to you today on what we can do as individuals in the body of Christ and what we can do as the church to create and keep a lasting heritage unto the Lord. I've got three main ideas that I want to give you and then some other thoughts and and hopefully I can keep to my word and do this very quickly. I spent the first 15 minutes of my 30 trying not to cry, so uh, we, can prob- we can probably make it through, though. We create a lasting heritage when we see image bearers as spiritual beings. This is the first thing we need to see from first, uh, 2 Corinthians five sixteen specifically. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, We regard him thus no longer. We have spoken the message of these words throughout our time together. We regard no one according to the flesh. But I want to remind you today, because this is the foundation of creating a heritage unto the Lord. All people are image bearers of God. All individuals have souls that will never die. We are not rich or poor. We are not bosses or co-workers. We are not fathers and mothers. We are not far right, far left, or somewhere in the middle. But we are image bearers who have souls that live on after we die. We are image bearers who have sin that must be dealt with in some way. That is, either Christ takes it on for us at judgment or we take it on for ourselves. But as spiritual beings whose souls never die, our sin must be dealt with. So to create a lasting heritage of faith, we don't regard people any longer as flesh, but we regard them as spirit. Paul said in the same way that we regard Christ. I think this is an interesting statement. What I think it means is this, Christ as a baby in a manger is an important image. Christ as a miracle worker and a healer is an important image. It should give us great encouragement. Christ on the cross and Christ in the empty tomb, they are both important images that should give us great hope. They should seal our faith as it concerns Um, trust in Christ. But we must remember that the human, the humanity of Christ is only a part of the story. 
And that the beauty and the victory that we find in Christ is that Christ today is at the right hand of the Father. And we do not regard him as the man who walked the earth for 33 years any longer. We regard him as God who lives and reigns forever, who is in charge of the spirit, the soul of mankind. So just as we regard Christ, we regard others. This should affect, if we view people in this way, this should affect every interaction that we have. This should help to keep our tongue from gossip, from envy, from slander, from strife. It should help our words be kind and gentle instead of divisive. We should be able to build friendships with our lives. We should be able to withhold friendships, but still do it in a way that honors Christ. We should have a passion and a desire to preach the gospel, to make our church to continue in the manner that we've been serving, and that is with a gospel focus on people desperately in need of reconciliation with God. What happens when we view people not as flesh but as spiritual? We see Christian and non-Christians in a, in a fight for their soul. When we view people as spiritual and not fleshly, we see Christian and non-Christian in a fight for their soul. And then we see the world's problems as only solvable in one way, and that is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we see people as spiritual, we understand that there are many solutions to help cope in this world. There are many solutions to help us live more comfortably in this world. But there is only one solution for the soul that will never die, and that is Christ Jesus and the work that he has done through his great gospel. To create a heritage under the Lord, we must see people as spiritual people in desperate need of a Savior. And we must see ourselves, like we'll see in the next two, two points, as the ambassadors of that gospel. We create a lasting legacy when we see image bearers as spiritual beings. A second thing, we create a lasting legacy, we create a lasting heritage when we see ourselves as a new creation. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. Verse 21, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What does Paul tell us about this new creation? The old has passed away. Friends, in order to create and to keep a heritage that lasts you must realize that you are not a better creation, but that you are a new creation. The old self has died. You cannot begin to live like Christ has prescribed you to live while holding on to your past. Yet many Christians live like zombies. They have just enough life to move around and cause trouble, but not enough life to truly be alive. 
You create a heritage for yourself and your family when you see your old self as dead and now your new self as alive together with Christ. Not a better version, but a new creation altogether. Friends, the old has passed away. We must kill sin in our life. We must pursue what the Bible calls as good and and only then can we live free as a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The, he, uh, Paul also says in 2 Corinthians verse 5, verse, verse 18, he says, We are reconciled to God through Christ. Not only are we a new creation, but we are reconciled to God through Christ. This is the great gospel of Jesus Christ. The basic meaning of the word reconciled means to be changed thoroughly. To be changed thoroughly. This is the basic meaning. What we know it means is to be changed thoroughly in a way that we can sort of cohabitate the same space as a holy God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is man began in fellowship with God. Man in his Free in his own free will when he was left up to the, uh, the choice of making the decision whether or not to follow God. He chose to be like God or to try to be like God instead of under God. Instead of in submission to God. He sinned. He separated himself from God. The gospel of Jesus Christ is that God from the beginning had a plan to reconcile his people to himself. And he did so through that great work on the cross, through his resurrection. In our sin and our rebellion, we were brought out of fellowship with God. But thanks be to God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we have been thoroughly changed to be like him. The old has passed away. We're a new creation. This new creation is not just something that's better, but is thoroughly changed. And Paul says this, Christ was made like us so that we could be made like him. Christ was made like us so that we could be like him. Look at verse 21. Verse 21, if you don't have a life verse, like, I don't really have one. It's like every time I say this is one of my favorite verses, it's like 100 verses down the line. But I don't have a life verse. But if you don't have a life verse and you want a life verse, this should be your life verse. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. These are some of the most important ver- words ever written in the Bible and the explanation for how we are saved. This is God becoming like us so that we could become like him. The theological term for what this is describing is called imputation. This is a banking term, and it means to put on one's account. We are a new creation because God has put our sins on Christ's account, and he has placed God's righteousness and Christ's righteousness on our account. God treated Christ as if he had only sinned, and he has treated us as if we have never sinned, and because of which we are redeemed. 
If you want to create a lasting heritage for you and your family and for our church, let that thought motivate you every day. Is there a better, more comforting thought than this? The work of being a new creation has already been accomplished and it has been placed on Christ Jesus and not my shoulders. Not only is salvation accomplished through Christ, not only has my sin been taken on him and his righteousness been given to me, but the work of maintaining righteousness in my life has already been accomplished through Christ and is continual and will continually be done through his great work. We have his righteousness. He is not waiting or depending upon us to become righteous. He has made us righteous. He has imputed his righteousness to us. Because of this, it should be more natural for the Christian to follow Christ. Now, I'm not saying that you're not going to struggle, but I am saying that as you grow and as you mature, just as you live your life, if you belong to Christ, you should more naturally be inclined to follow him. First John says that his commandments for the believer are not burdensome. Because we know that as we grow in Christ, as we begin to follow him, his will becomes what we want. But also, his righteousness is allowed to more freely motivate, move, and change our lives. Psalm 32, 1-2 says this, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. This is us. This is us. If we die today and we are in Christ and we stand before God, he will look at us through the lens of the righteousness of Jesus Christ and not the mistakes that we make, not the problems that we cause, not the person that we were, but the person that we are in Christ Jesus. Friends, I don't know what three three thoughts motivate us to live as a new creation, to create a heritage a lasting heritage more than those. That Christ was made like us so that we could be made like him. We are reconciled to God through Christ. The old has passed away. I want to give you one more thought before we leave. This is not just for us, friends. The beauty of this, it would be a shame It would be a shame if we thought that this beautiful message was just for us to consume. Just for us to hold on to. This is the third thing you need to see in creating a lasting heritage. We create a lasting heritage when we see ourselves as ambassadors for Christ. All this is from God, Paul says, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Paul says here, not only have you been reconciled to God, but you have been given the ministry of reconciliation. I have have come to the conclusion, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am, 
I have come to the conclusion that the primary purpose of Christians not being zapped into heaven immediately after they become a Christian is because God has left us with the ministry of reconciliation to his glory. I can't think of another reason why God wouldn't save us and just take us to him. I mean, there are reasons, but I can't think of a more important reason. God has left us on this earth that we might give, that we might be ambassadors for him and present the gospel in the same way that it affected us to others that they might be changed and receive that same beautiful gospel. I think it goes without saying that a major part of being a Christian is spreading that wonderful message. Paul says, God has entrusted us with the ministry of reconciliation, and he has made us Christian ambassadors. We create as a lasting heritage when the gospel is not just on our mind, it's not just something that has been done for us, but it's also on our lips. How will they hear unless there is someone teaching? How will they know? We have been left with the ministry of reconciliation. We are ambassadors. If it hasn't been said of Vintage Church over the last 10 years, I hope it is said, and I think it has, but I hope it is said of Vintage Church over the next 10 years that they are ambassadors for Christ. They are ambassadors for Christ. You know what I think about when I think of an ambassador? I think of two things. I think first, an ambassador is an entrusted one. An entrusted one. Politically, an ambassador is someone who is sent by a higher authority with the trust of that government. With the, with the authority, with a similar authority to the leader of the government that they are an ambassador for. God has entrusted us to live holy lives, to be good examples, to follow his word so that when others see us, they see Jesus. Not only are we entrusted, but ambassadors also give passionate pleas to join in their way of thinking. So God has, trusted, uh, has entrusted us as representatives of his spiritual government. But he has also given us the words and the message and the means to give passionate pleas to other people, to other people that are not a part of our nation, to join in our way of thinking. We are ambassadors for Christ. I don't know what the next 10 years of Vintage Church will look like. I hope that in 10 years we're looking, I'm seeing the same faces. We're celebrating together. We're rejoicing in what God has done. Uh, hopefully with a few more faces. But I know this. That if we trust in what Christ has done for us 
if we position ourselves to work for him, there will be no choice but further blessing on this body, this congregation. I will tell you, we may not have 10 years. You may not have 10 years. So I'll challenge you as we leave today not to look at the last 10 years or to look at the last 10 years and see them for what they were as short, as quick. They say uh, raising a child, the days are long, but the years are short. With Vintage Church, the days have been long, but the years have been short. So I challenge you not to think, well, tomorrow will be the day. The next day will be the day that I start living on mission for the Lord, that I'm an ambassador for Christ. But I would challenge you that let today be the day that you share the gospel freely, that you live the gospel out loud as a new creation, reconciled to God with his imputed righteousness upon us. Will you pray with me today? Lord, you are so good to us. You are faithful in every way. We are thankful that you love us in a manner that we could not imagine. Thank you for Vintage Church. I cannot imagine myself in another place with another group of people. I feel blessed to be the pastor of such a great people that love you. Lord, would you continue to have us a pa- would you continue to give us a passion and a fervor for you, for your gospel? To be changed by it daily, every morning, to receive your grace and your mercy that allows us to live for you every day, living as an ambassador for Christ. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we give thanks for all that you've done over the last 10 years and all that you'll do over the next. It's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen.